Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey everyone, it's Michael. Welcome to a shorter segment I'm calling Open Awareness. Think of it as lessons learned along the way. And some of the things I'll share will resonate. You may wish to put them on your Swiss Army knife as you travel forward. Others might be so brilliant you can't wait to share them with someone you know. And others, well, as they say, that dog don't hunt. And you're not going to like them. And that's totally cool. Because I believe I don't have all the answers. In fact, I don't think anyone does. But together, we can crowdsource wisdom and find a way to connect with ourselves and each other in our fine Kintsugi spirit. So we can ripple something worth rippling into the world. As a foundation for our segment, we'll use my bike ride across America, which I did in 2022 with my wife who drove our rented RV called Maisie and our two dogs, Jester with a J and Hope. We went from the West Coast of America to the East Coast. Over 45 days, 41 days of cycling, and we learned so many wonderful lessons that I can't wait to share with you. And today we'll start with five things that can help you do hard things because you can do hard things, my friend. So let's talk about the name of this segment, Open Awareness. So by chance, the brand name of my bike is called Open. And they have cool models under their brand name, like Open Mind, Open Up, and Open Wide. And there's a meditation practice called Open Awareness. Most people practice mindful meditation with fixed awareness, like placing our focus on our breath. But with open awareness, we open up to everything. We might notice our breath. We might notice the clouds traveling across the sky or sounds in the soundscape, sensations in the body, or what's bubbling up in the mind. We open up to all of it because Life is so amazing. It's worth opening up to all of it. Yes, to the good stuff. And also the not so pleasant stuff. And during my ride across the country, I experienced all of it. 
and I can't wait to share it with you in this format. So if you're ready, let's begin. I want to invite you to Astoria, Oregon, to the heart of the Pacific Northwest. It sits on the southern shore of the Columbia River as the Columbia empties into the Pacific Ocean. On the other side is the state of Washington. It marks the beginning of the Trans-America Trail that takes cyclists from Astoria to Yorktown, Virginia. The route was created back in 1976 and was called the Bike Centennial as the U.S. celebrated in that same year the Bicentennial. And when I learned about it at just eight years old, I thought it was the coolest thing to be able to ride your bike across America. One day, I would do this. It was my dream, my big, hairy, audacious goal. But when I had my accident, forget about placing my dream on the back burner I had to take it off the stove altogether. Now, I'm a pretty optimistic person. So you might think, I'll tell you, never give up on your dreams. But that's not the case. I'll talk about this more in an upcoming segment. But I think our dreams need a level of discernment and understanding of what dreams to hold on to and what dreams to let go. This was definitely one that I held on to, but lightly, given all that I was going through. Plus, there was a whole bunch of critics saying, there's no way you're going to be able to do this. So there I was, in Astoria, all ready to go, with more questions than answers. Oh, did I mention... I was trying to do this on a total knee replacement that was less than a year old. Now, I like to think I'm crazy in a very sensible way. But when you do something hard, there'll be people who will call you crazy. But what I think is crazy is not living life fully. So here, I totally own my crazy. Because crazy is inspiring. So there we were with Maisie, with all these decals on it, thanks to my friend Bobby, who patiently worked with me to put our pause, breathe, reflect stickers, ripple love, ripple kindness, slow is fast on our RV. It was most definitely the most colorful RV in America. One of our original members of Pause, Breathe, Reflect, Deanna, and her husband Matt came to wish us well. So there we were. The Pacific Ocean was angry that morning, my friends. But we were ready, even though I didn't feel totally ready. And I took my first pedal stroke. And as my wife said, I didn't look back. I just kept going. And here's the crazy thing about life. We generally experience it through our senses and how we process our senses in our mind. So I was taking in all the sights, 
To my right was the Pacific Ocean and all the different colors, the grays and the blues. To my left were a whole bunch of evergreen trees up in the sky, were some rain clouds because we were starting this during the rainiest June in recent memory in Oregon. And it rained on me every day we were in Oregon. So I was taking in all the sights. The cars, the road signs, you name it. And I could feel the coolness in the air was a bit of dampness. I could feel the excitement in my body, also the nerves, the butterflies. And of course, the feelings I had changed from the start in Astoria to when we finished up in Prairie City, Oregon, over 101 miles away. I could hear the ocean coming onto the shore as I rode past Haystack Rock and Cannon Beach. I could hear the birds and the traffic, and of course, the logging trucks. Now, if I had to force rank truck drivers from kindness to not so kind, the logging trucks would be ranked at the bottom. They were horrible. They gave me no space. It felt like they were going 100 miles an hour every time they passed me. I could smell the salt water in the air, all the greenery of Oregon. I could even taste the sea in my mouth. And of course, all the little different morsels I ate along the way. And of course, that delicious Tillamook milkshake I had in Tillamook, Oregon. So one thing I did along the way is a little thing I called Milkshakes with Michael. It started the night before we left at the Astoria Brewing Company when I ordered a Marion Berry milkshake. Now, back when I met my wife in the early 90s, I had no idea there was such a thing called a Marion Berry. And we lived in Washington, D.C., and our mayor, his name was Marion Berry. So when I went out to Oregon, that's where my wife is from, outside of Portland, for the very first time, my mother-in-law made us a Marion Berry pie, which I thought was hilarious. I thought she was pulling my leg the whole time. And they were like, no, no, no. There's really a berry called Marion Berry. I'm a blueberry fan, but a Marion Berry, a close second, I'll just say. So that was my first milkshake. And my second shake was at the Tillamook Dairy. I think it was called road gravel. I'm not sure about that. But it was chocolate-based, and it had a whole bunch of a whole bunch in it. It was tasty. I was about 80 miles into my ride at that point, so I needed something good to get down. And it was definitely good. So let's hit pause. Let me take a sip of this imaginary milkshake. And I'll be back with five things that can help you do hard things. All right, let's take a break. Take a full breath in and a slow releasing breath out. And relax the body as you soak up 
our conversation. Ah, I hope that felt good. Okay, now that we're a little bit more relaxed, can we be real? I think our morning routines, well, they've gotten a little out of control. You might not have time in the morning to meditate because you're busy doing other things like trying to get to work or getting the kids off to school. And this is where my app, Pause, Breathe, Reflect, comes in because I built it for busy people with a whole bunch of shorter practices. So if you don't have 10 minutes in the morning to meditate, cool beans. You're human after all. But I bet you have five times throughout the day when you have two minutes to practice and let go of stress and bring mindfulness to your everyday moments. So today, download Pause, Breathe, Reflect for free and begin to stress less, sleep better, and join a community of like-hearted humans rippling something worth rippling into the world. All right, let's go back to our conversation and celebrate the Kintsugi within us all. All right, here are five things that can help you do hard things. So we'll start here. You got to know your why. What's it for? For me, riding across the country was a fulfillment of a childhood dream. But it was also a demonstration in hopes that I would inspire others to fully embrace life that your last bad day didn't have to define all your other days. So for me, the big why behind this was another example of overcoming our hard moments, fulfilling a childhood dream, and also a bit of inspiration for anyone else out there going through a joint replacement. I want to show people that if you get a joint replaced, like a hip or a knee, you can still be active. So my why was big. Okay, here's number two. When we do things that are hard, like riding across the country, we have to break things into bite-sized pieces or micro goals. So I had 41 days of riding, so that's one way I chunked the ride down. But I also tried to focus in on just this pedal stroke, or in other words, just this step. So making a plan that's built on smaller goals that build up to your big hard thing, that's key. And along the way, you celebrate your micro wins. So that milkshake was, yeah, I had some calories to replenish, but it was also a way to celebrate the stage of the day. It was one way to celebrate my micro win for that particular day. Okay, here's number three. And at the risk of talking out of both sides of my mouth, I'm going to share this play the long game. 
So yes, micro goals, bite-sized pieces, and make sure you're looking at the big picture. In essence, manage your energy well. Often when we tackle something big, we're very excited. We can't wait to get going. And we burn a whole bunch of calories in the first few moments. And then we run out of gas. To use a marathon analogy, we hit the wall at 20 miles and those last six miles are really tough. So the key in doing hard things is manage your energy over the long haul. So for me, I had to pay particular attention to this because this was going to be six weeks. So I couldn't use all my energy in Oregon. I had to make sure I had some left in the tank when we got to the East Coast. Here's number four. Come into it with a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. A mindfulness practice can help you develop this, like pause, breathe, reflect, but don't wish for it to be easy. There'll be moments where you'll want to quit. That'll be hard. This is your time to grit it out, to find a way through. These are the moments that are most memorable. When it's easy, well, everyone can do it. And they're not that memorable. As I'll share in future open awareness segments, the moments that were most memorable to me were the hardest ones. So don't wish for it to be easy and make sure you bring a growth mindset along on your journey. And here's number five. Together, we go far. Doing something hard is never a solo project. You need a strong Peloton. Now in the U.S. and in other countries across our big blue marble, when people hear the word Peloton, they think of the spin bike. But the word represents a group of cyclists in a bike race, like the Tour de France. Those cyclists form a peloton, and they need each other. They help break the wind. They point out road hazards. And even though they're racing different races or have different roles, they work together. And we need a strong peloton as well to do hard things, like just living life. We should be focused on making sure we're riding with people who bring out the best in us and we can bring out the best in them. So like I said, I had my friend Bobby helping us out with the RV and Deanna and Matt and a whole bunch of people virtually giving me energy as I rode across the country. Plus I had my wife and my best friend with me So we did this together. It wasn't just me on the bike. I brought everyone's energy with me. So in life, if you want to try to do something hard, make sure you have a strong Peloton that's got your back so you can go far together. So there you go. Five things that can help you do hard things. And I'll share more as we go forward in this new segment called Open Awareness. Also, I'd like to give a shout out 
to the like-hearted humans at SASPod that make the Kintsuki podcast sound so great and help it ripple into all corners of this big blue marble that we all share. And now, I want to thank you for listening and supporting the Kintsugi Podcast. And if you want to go above and beyond in your support, I could certainly use a kind rating, a review, subscribing, or sharing, because it does something to the algorithm that I don't completely understand. But when you engage in this way, it helps others find our like-hearted community. If you've already done so, thank you for the extra support. And if you haven't done so yet, today might be a really good day to do so. And if you'd like to receive some additional resources that can help you connect with yourself and others, like my Better Life Workbook and the inspirational text messages I send throughout the week, and of course, our Pause, Breathe, Reflect meditation app. I'll put those links in our show notes. And remember, between now and next week's story of connection, when you have a challenging moment, slow down, come back to your breath, and know that you've got this and we've got you. And together, we will ripple something worth rippling into the world. I love you for listening, and I hope to see you next week. Until then, toodaloo.